and here we go. Oh, no! Oh, my God. You spilled my TV-watching wine. That was the end of our last bottle. God. Kids, go get ready for bed. I'm pretty much ready. I'm already dripping in eczema cream. I think I could squeeze half a glass out of this. Don't, though, right? Right. I'm just going to suck on the rag once real quick. Oh, oh God, that rag's disgusting. I love you. Well, should we put on the Earl Grey murders? Yeah. Oh, hello, Herbert. I see you're back from the country. I am. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know if it's recording. I I, I just kind of know kind of had to hit the buttons, but I think this recorder records what I just heard. was watching Bob's Burgers, which is a great TV show, great comedy Okay, I don't know what's going on here. Let's say rate five stars. No thank or uh, exit. I'll just exit. I don't have to. Hit. I don't even have to. Oh, they make me hit. No thanks. Okay, so I don't know if it's recording. I, it's voice recorder. I think it's recording. Uh, Bob's Burgers, great. TV show, and I, I just watched The Simpsons from this week. That was pretty good, too. Uh, pretty good, too. I had a dream, though. Man, I had a dream. See, thing is, it's like it wasn't a bad dream, but I don't remember the dream. It's like it wasn't a bad dream, but I don't remember the dream. So it's like, but the thing is, I don't remember having sex or something in it. But maybe I had a girlfriend in my dream. See, that's what I, that's that would be weird. And part of it is that that is kind of based on an actual real fact that I always get a little optimistic if I, when I have a date, let's say if I'm going to meet a woman from online at a Starbucks or something, and I have cash in my pocket that I could buy her a Starbucks coffee if I needed to, you know, at least seven bucks, so in my pocket. And I already got a Starbucks for myself, which is which was one of those cold ones. Which I shook up, and you, you, uh, it was on sale for like eighty cents a piece. Really, I got on my food stamps, though. That was paid for, for, for food stamps. Okay, and I think I got a. I think I got one of those left. And uh, yeah, I still got alcohol in me, so I, I think I get shit. Fuck, it's like that's my new swear word. Shit, that's no, not a new swear word. I say shit, fuck, but. See, the thing is, uh, see, the other girl online that I mentioned, who I really want to meet, she seems cooler. She seems better looking. She seems, she seems cooler. Um, I'm more um, possibly falling you know, it's like it's all online. It's all online, so it's not real until it happens. So, at three p.m. tomorrow, I already predicted she's not going to show up. But I'll send her a little message around two p.m. when I'm there at Starbucks, and I will just send her a little message. And, hey, you know, uh, right now it's about okay. I'll just qualify it. Right now it's about like five a.m. Um, the the same day or yeah, same day. And then, uh, 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 I'll, it's, we already have the scheduled date. It's Friday, November something, 18th or whatever, 19th, 20th or whatever. And 
But I, I'm thinking she won't show up just because just you could tell just slightly that that one of her one of one of her texts to me was a little slightly dismissive. It, that's that's all it takes to see. I've cat I this is something that I okay I okay I okay I've said it. Many, many times. Well, you can't believe it, but really, I really did post and or record 600 podcasts about everything for over five years and posted maybe 200 of them. Nobody ever listened to them, maybe 50 people to each, maybe, occasionally, about everything, especially about everything. TV shows, movies, just personal therapy, pretty much. Personal therapy, mostly. Just talking to myself, just like now. I'm talking to myself. I'm not talking to anybody. Nobody's listening to this. Do we want that chick to notice, to listen to this? No. But I'll share it. If I post it, I don't think I'm going to post this. Why would I post this? I'm just, this is just personal therapy. I'll be able to listen to it. Myself, I'll listen to it to myself. Okay. Um, I like shit. So fuck, I just said it. I, fuck, I want to turn it off. Who gives? Shit. Nobody gives a shit. But I just watched Bob's Burgers and I watched uh, half of Bob's Burgers and I watched Simpsons. Uh, I still got it on my phone, but it's the middle of the night. It's the middle of the night, in a good spot at the park, on a weeknight, not a, not a busy, not a Friday or Saturday night, because so there occasionally you're party kids who, at this park in the middle of the night, on Friday or Saturday night maybe, but nobody, nobody's around here, nobody's around here, fuck, I'm, and it's not too cold or anything, I got, I got, I got my boots, I got my tarp, I got my, Hello, I got my <coughs> booze, I got my, uh, I need my head, is, I have my little pillow, but I also have my pack of, I got three packs, I, and I, I was describing, this is something that was really, okay, here's something really cool that I didn't mention before, didn't mention before, the guy who I said who was schizophrenic, and I was still diagnosis because, like I said, I I I, I've been, I was a teacher and of special ed kids, and occasionally a kid who who text who you know read on paper it says schizophrenia, uh, but no, but I diagnosed you know non non medically, but just behaviorally and based on the research or whatever, or the not the research, but the observation that God, this kid is kind of schizophrenic in a way, you know, and. And then I find out, of course, this is how ridiculous. This is why, this is, this is one of the things that makes you fucking crazy when you're a special ed teacher with a master's degree in behavior disorders. This kid actually did freak out at some point and just tried to kill people. And, <laughs> not in my classroom, but he was in my classroom for a year. Previous. And, fuck. So I, I had a little experience in that way. Because I like that kid. That kid was pretty cool. Uh, he is. And, and, and wherever he's at, at right now, 
I, I know he's still schizophrenic, probably. Hopefully with medication, hopefully, you know, but he was living in a group home, not at, like Adam Krola's, uh, uh, um, uh, wife's brother, who, who I feel for completely. But, um, he's, I mean, he, he, he was already living in a group home for whatever reasons. And, and so now he's probably 40 years old or something, and who knows, I, I don't, I, I, hopefully he didn't kill anybody, but I can see how he could have possibly, because I saw, I saw signs of it, but I, and I, and I, and, and they didn't even, they didn't even, they didn't have to tell me, they didn't have to tell me, I kind of figured it out. They meaning the state, because it was state words, see, I mostly taught, when I was a teacher, very successfully, in my opinion, I taught most, more than half the kids I taught were, were uh, state wards. And, I mean, the worst is the worst, behaviorally. Okay? And um, I did it in, in, a, in a private, or the, the treatment center called Children's Square in Council of Iowa. I did it at Envisions uh, of Omaha, which is not, but Envisions of Norfolk, because we were in Norfolk, which my my ex-wife's hometown, and uh, then I also taught at public schools, but I didn't really like the public schools. They, they, they fucked up. The public schools were fucked up. They just didn't. They didn't get it. They didn't. They just pushed everything on yourself and it was just, there wasn't a sense of community. Um, well, I created a sense of community at Envisions of Norfolk for four years that was, oh my God, it, I, we went, this is once again one of the stories, but it's true, it's so true. We went from, when I got hired at 32000 a year and I made sure they paid all the insurance on top of it. That was my stipulation, it was. And but my CEO, uh, the boss, hid it from her boss, hid it. That was 32,000, 33, actually 33,000. That's good for Nebraska. Come on. With a master's degree, that's, that's cheap. But still, it's good for Nebraska. But with, on top of that, this was uh, 20 years ago or whatever. And 2001, perhaps 2000. And I got hired, and I just said, well, you just got to pay for my insurance, or my family's insurance, because so I had, at that time, one kid, one on the way, or one soon to be on the way. And we started out with me and three teacher's aides and four kids, four kids. Matt uh, is, in my screenplay, Matt is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Jesus, the Jesus, <laughs> and uh, Gary is Gary, and uh, <laughs> there's two, then there are two girls, the, the autistic girl, who's kind of like a two-year-old, and uh, three-year-old maybe, and then the, um, and then uh, the, the incredible 
I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of the difference between my screenplay and uh, the real girl who was just so God. She was horrible behaviorally. I mean, she was like, oh my God. And then I kind of read her file, and I go, oh my God, fucking a. And that's where I decided to write. The cards we were dealt. That's my screenplay. It's the original screenplay. It's copyrighted, whatever. It's copyrighted. I was like, I'm just not going to read these files anymore. I just deal with the cards that I've dealt. I, I, I'm a behavioral teacher. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. I'm, a, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a, I don't really want to know about the past, really. I just want to deal with current problems and issues. But she would like strip off her clothes. Well, the first fucking time I was ever, <laughs> probably you know, what it's like okay but all that's in my screenplay okay and she would set off the other kids she would set off the boys she would set off the boys and say fuck you Gary fuck you Matt you know you know that type of thing and of course in my screenplay it's like shit fuck I had to physically okay there was called a therapeutic physical restraint I did it over and over again and I did a Trump Square. That's what we did. I was the big guy kind of in the building, and I didn't want to do it. I, you know, I had teachers' aides, but my God, my Jay Nixon, my greatest teacher aide of, of all time, who's, who, who was my friend, really, truly, later. Um, I, I love her. She taught me over my first two years. It was just kind of shaky a little bit, but, uh, after a third years, they moved her upstairs with the with the the teacher who had little less uh, experience. There was three f female teachers and then my teacher. So us four teachers were kind of really pretty much in charge, and I was the assertive one. And I, I kind of definitely stuck my thumb in my ass too often at Children's Square, kind of just say, "Hey, we gotta be, we gotta get on this stuff. We gotta do, we." We're going to have this program, we're going to listen to it, we're going to write it down. Gonna... But the thing is, when I got my own program, a few years later, after experiencing Arizona and Texas a little bit, a public school bullshit, <laughs> public school bullshit, really, but, but, you know, Arizona wasn't too bad, Texas wasn't that bad, it's, Missouri wasn't too bad, it really wasn't too bad. I mean, I, but it was just short term to me. And then I came, came back to, to her hometown after, okay, this is how I got the job in Norfolk. I was looking online, and it was spring break or so, and I took her daughter, her, my stepdaughter, Sam, and we go up to Maine. And Maine, we went to Maine uh, from Nebraska. I just drove up, you know, and it's like, well, I don't know, she wants to go, I don't know. And we drove through New York City. I drove through New York City. I go through Manhattan. I see, we see that I see the two, two twin towers six months before they collapse, you know, before they uh, got fired down or two. Actually, it was about a year and a half before they got crashed down. So it was about year 2000. And then we go, and I, well, my observation is, uh, well, there's a lot of refrigerators and couches out here. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. People throwing away shit just right, right, right there. It's like, Okay, but it wasn't crowded because it was 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. on on a bright uh, spring break day, 
morning, Sunday or something, yeah, drove through Manhattan and saw, I saw, we, well, she was sleeping, she missed Times Square, but I made her, I made, absolutely made her wake up to, to, to look up at uh, World Trade Center, at least, and, um, then I had to wake her again at, uh, what was it, the, uh, uh, well, okay. So a little bit, a little north though is is, is the uh, what 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 is the other tall building? The, whatever the Chrysler Building, right next door to the Chrysler Building. Whatever the whatever the building that that had the uh, shit. Fuck, how come I can't remember? <laughs> but then I go up to Maine and do some interviews, and then, of course, they offered me a job, and they offered me a job at less pay, and, uh, and, and the cost of living is twice as much. So I come back, go online, and just wind up seeing an ad in local online, posted a, just an ad for a teacher. I found out that I'm like the third teacher and they in my ex-wife's hometown so it was like shit well yeah can we interview I interviewed and they hired me no problem on my conditions on my conditions 33,000 with 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 all all insurance paid I'd said and that's that's what happened and then, and then that final CEO was hiding my insurance from her boss so it's like that was four years later you know all this stuff happened Oh, well, that's, that's old money. It's all old stuff. But I got a screenplay out of it. I fell in love with Celia. She fell in love with me. But it was just not meant to be. Because my daughter was born February 2002, and Tom died February 2002, and my daughter was born... February 2002, and Celia and I kissed February 2002, but we didn't fuck. I could have. I could have. I had an opportunity. But we didn't. And she knew I was married, and she said, I, I'm not going to be responsible for breaking up a marriage. And that's okay. I totally understand that. I did. But we were still kind of friends for like six months after because that was near the end of the, well, February, so February, March, April, May, and then I had three months off of the summer, and she, she kept in there till like, October or whatever, and then she kind of just quit and wanted to hire back, and I hired her back, and she quit again, and the big boss said, oh, she can't come back now. And, but she, but she was in treatment. See, that's the whole thing, too. She was in drug-alcohol treatment, and she told me stories about herself because we were, like I said, friends after even us kissing. Just three times one Saturday morning. It's very romantic, but still never fucked. I could have, I could have, I could have, I could have fucked her. I could have. I should have. I want to. I want to relive that moment. But can't. I was, I was gentleman about it at least but I was honest with her 
not honest with my ex-wife. My ex-wife fucking finds out a little bit of her. Here's rumors. My ex-wife was jealous. And that was in so weird a way. I don't get it. I mean, she was jealous the one time we, we, we were maybe going to be foster parents. And I happened to sit next to a... Just happened to just absolutely sit next to a single mom type... I don't know, not even fair... Shit, my ex-wife was so much better looking than her. But sitting next to this kind of skinny-ish uh, uh, girl or woman who was a foster parent who was re getting recertified or something, or we took this one, took this one class once. We, we never became foster parents. But we took this class once to possibly qualify. And... There was this girl just kind of, well, not, well, okay, not girl, woman who's like 40-ish. And it's just like, my, I, I realize how kind of crazy ex, my, 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 not crazy, but kind of jealous by, I didn't know my wife was jealous until then. That was after the Celia thing. Because she says, what, she's. Skinny is, she's skinny and small. You like women like you like brunettes. What? We're just driving back in a van. I don't know what you're talking about. We just happen to be sitting right next to her, and I happen to be on. I have she happened to be on my left, and you happen to be on my right. And the, the woman on my left, I happen to talk to a couple times, and you're jealous. Really? I, 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 never, I don't think I was flirting. It was just normal conversation. And then she was jealous. She was jealous. And I don't... I, I never really experienced that before in my life. But, okay, okay. But I already, already, already admitted to you onto, onto this phone. That yes, I kissed Celia three times. It's in the screenplay. It happened. I was married at the time. That was wrong. I could have fucked her. I didn't. I had the chance. But I didn't. And then, and then the very next morning, she came in early, and I came in early, and we met about 6 a.m., and she goes, uh, well, like, we can't do this anymore, because I told my counselor, because she was a drug alcohol treatment. She, she told her counselor that she, you can't be kissing, we can't be, but we still wound up holding hands and, and hanging out once in a while over the next six months, but... To me, she, yeah... Sylvia, to me, is the love of my life. If I could relive it, i know how I'd do it different. And, yeah, I would have fucked her. Shit. Not fuck her, I would have made love to her. See, that would have been the difference. I made love to my wife, but she, she didn't seem to really be interested in sex a lot. And, and we never became friends. And I, 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 That's one of the things that I said to... This girl that we might meet online, we, I, meet online. At least one of them, I think I, think I said, me and my ex-wife, we just, in a way, it's been over 10 years now. Divorce has been 10 years, but we were never friends. Even being married for technically seven years, even even in the first week or two, I noticed we just weren't friends. And I didn't, I didn't understand what friends was. I... It's true. 
I had Jay Nixon as as a potential friend. I had I and later I got Marshall's is my friend now. I got Bob, Bob, Counselor Bob, the priest, the former priest. He's my friend, but they don't call me. I kind of want to call them, but it's like, why do I have to call them? It's like that, but that's the old X, X, X me. It's like, fuck me. You know, it's like, they got other friends. They got other problems. It's okay. Don't, I'm, please don't worry about me. But, but I can call Marsha and I can call Bob anytime I fucking would. They're on my phone. I miss them. When it comes to Celia, though, I have no idea. I think she became a teacher at Norfolk Catholic High School, I think, an English teacher, I think. I think I, think I was an influence on her. She said she wanted to be, when she was in treatment, I think she said she wanted to be a counselor. But I think she became a teacher because of me. Went to Wayne State University in Nebraska. I know she did that. I don't, and that's a teacher's college in a way. So, uh, maybe on Facebook, but she never, okay, oh, actually, we did actually, a couple years later, went on a one date, one, uh, or met for uh, lunch at a, talk, a, a Mexican restaurant in, in Norfolk, I think, once, yes, and, but we didn't, I don't think we connected, we, I, we did not connect uh, at that point. And I think she was married to, to some other guy. I know her last name is different. I know what her last name is now. I don't. She doesn't know. I know, but I knew it because I kind of. Well, I stole her password once and <laughs> on her email. And uh, see, that's a that's it's pretty weird. But my ex-wife bought a, a steal like a, a spy program to spy on me, and once I figured it out. I spied on her once I figured it out and changed the password. <laughs> but I installed it on a computer that, like I said, that's just like all kinds of crazy shit. There's crazy shit that people do. Okay? Now, I loved her. And there's nothing, there was no, okay, there was no negative recourse. But I just kind of observed some of her emails just here and there. And she just was very kind always to her parents or you know and her dad or mom and dad mostly your mom I think nothing too much uh, but then what okay so I would send her occasionally an email just like once every three months and then I would and then, but the thing is I, w I would check and she wouldn't delete it She'd look at it and not delete it. That means what? She maybe likes to remembers me. She, she's like, it's all this bullshit. It's all this science. It's not science. It's just obsession. That's 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 an, of course an addiction. That's naughty. But she's the only woman in my life that I would definitely say that. I loved her. Well, I loved Deborah too. Deborah was a great girlfriend, and uh, I fucked it up with her. Fuck, I fucked that up. I fucked everything up, in a way. It's what. 
Everybody wants love, you know. I I've been with fifty women sexually, and some maybe thirty dick and pussy. That's that's what I call dick and pussy. But maybe fifty women with maybe just hand job, blow job. Shit, it's okay to talk about that stuff like that. It, that's what happened through the years for me. And I actually had prostitutes. I'm counting prostitutes, call girls, a few. Uh, only one was good <laughs> out of ten or, or five, actually about six maybe. One was fucking great, and I didn't even I didn't even fuck her. I didn't. It, I cucumbered her. Cucumbered her, because I was drunk, and I cucumbered her, and she loved it, to the point where <laughs> I was almost done, and then she said, "What?" And then she flipped over, and I got to kiss her and make out, and she said, "Well, stick it in again, goddammit. it!" And I did, and it was fuck, it was great. She drove her BMW. She was a great prostitute, great call, and we actually communicated afterwards. Cause I privately uh, this when. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we actually communicated afterward because shit, she loved it. She fucking had orgasms and uh, <laughs> she didn't want to have. She, I, I, if I was in Kansas City, I think maybe we'd, we probably would have hung 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 up together for free. I think, but she drove in to Omaha. It really, really, it's true. It cost me two hundred bucks, but no, I think it was, I think it was only one fifty. And that's what the general cost is, or was. 160 for an hour, apparently, was the going rate. And I get the black chicks for cheaper. Like I said, slightly educated. And she comes in, and she's like, fucking, we're driving a fucking brand new BMW black. It was it was so cool, because she, she, I, she, I drove her over to the, the highway. To get, and I walked back a mile. That's when I was in Council Bluffs. It was like, oh, my God, what a... God, she was so beautiful. She was Indian kind of skin, tannish a little bit, but 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 kind of blondish too. It's like, oh, that was great sex. Oh God, that was a great sex. It was great sex without my dick. That's that's the weirdest part because because when you drink, you, your dick doesn't work very much. But she sucked on my dick and without a condom, just just immediately, and we kissed. See that prostitute usually doesn't kiss. We kissed, made out. It was like great sex for her and for me. Like I said, we 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 actually communicated online months afterwards with her private email or whatever. She worked. She was a. She actually was a. Uh, this is how I'm talking, talking out of my ass. She was a uh, uh, a bounty hunter kind of. That was on a like a, a slight TV show. I looked it up on YouTube too. She sent me a link and. I don't know. She was like one of those bounty hunter chicks online, and it, was, it wasn't a TV show, but it was. It was kind of cool. Shit, she had fucking huge. Oh my god, what talk about a body? Oh my god, she was so beautiful. It's just, shit. I didn't fall in love with her, but. I'll just say it still, Celia. I still love you, Celia. And uh, if you ever listen to this, which you never will, um, I love you because of your, hopefully, your sobriety, hopefully. And I'm not sober. I'm 
drunk in Miami, but not that bad. I'm homeless in Miami, but not that bad. Because all the things I said, you're better off than me. And I hope your, your, your last name started with a van also. Your second or third last name. <laughs> van. <laughs> and I, I know what it is. I'm just not going to say it. But it's Van Buh. Pelt. Oh, just shit. That's that's Snoopy's, or okay, um, Norfolk High School, I think. I don't know. I don't know exactly. I just looked you up once in a while, maybe once every two years. Maybe I'll look you up and see if you're still on Facebook. But I think you had a private Facebook last I looked, and then I don't know if I tried to invent. Yeah, I'm a fucking Facebook. Fuck, I'm on Facebook, but I can't delete myself. I wish I would have. I think I got two sites on Facebook. And I can't delete myself. I tried. It's like every time you try, it's like, I don't know, it just doesn't work. I, you know, and I stick up a couple pictures of my kids and stuff. But the thing is that that's part of saving stuff online, too. But, God, I'm talking out of my ass. Ugh. I need another drink. And I have a drink in my hand. It does not taste that good. That's water. Give me the one with the with the booze in it. Give me the other one. It's five. It's probably four a.m. Shit! I don't have one with booze in it. Where is it? Where is that cup? There it is. Not a cup. Meaning a Gatorade type bottle with uh, booze in it and mixed with soda. Yeah, that's booze in it. Okay, so conclusion is okay. Love my life is documented in my book. I'm I'm making a book now. I want to be a TV show. I want it to be a TV show. It needs to be a TV show. It needs to be a TV show, and I need I need to be the showrunner and producer, one of the producers, and in charge of everything. Now I'll sell it for five hundred thousand. I'll sell it. I'll sell the book. I'll sell all the rights for. Hmm. Yeah, about five hundred thousand. I think that's a pretty fair just just to buy offhand because I need the money and I have to pay up pay back wife, back child support. So I'll take the five hundred thousand. But the thing is, I want to be a showrunner, and I want the money, and I want a contract. I don't have to keep the rights after the first showing. This is an HBO Showtime type show. Not, it's not as good as Westworld, so maybe it's Hulu. Maybe Disney could buy it, you know, through Hulu, because it's rated R. It has to be rated R, because of, this, because of the swear words. What do you think kids say when they're being therapeutically, physically restrained? Do they, do they spit on people? Do they swear? Yes. There's a movie um, starring that Captain America, or... Um, uh, Captain Marvel, or what is it, Marvel, the chick, uh, Brie Larson, Brie Larson, yeah, she did a movie, <coughs> she's a great actress, one of my fantasy hot chicks, you know, fantasy hot chicks, she, Brie Larson, Captain Mar, uh, <coughs> Captain Marvel, did a, did a movie called 12 
something, 12 place, 12 something, I can't remember. I used to have it on my phone, I don't have it anymore. It's, but she was, a, she was like a supervisor at a group home, see, and I worked in a group home just like that, just like that, and I was kind of like her, like a lead. lead. And, um, but I had to pay my dues and learn. Before I was a special ed teacher, I was, I was working on, you know, I had a bachelor's in social sciences. You can't get a job. You can't get a job as a history teacher unless you've got uh, coaching, which I didn't. Um, although I could coach, I, I just didn't have that background, but wasn't a pro basketball player, potentially, or whatever. Although I was actually that good. Actually, it was good, but it doesn't matter. Brie Larson, in, uh, it's 12-something, 12 12-step-something, 12 12-step-dunting. 12 it's, it's a great movie about her being a supervisor of a group home of, of troubled kids in a, in a treatment-type center, which, which was very similar to Children's Square USA, where I used to work, where I was a group home for like a year before I got the teaching job uh, in the same school. And, or the same uh, campus. Um, it was the first real special ed job because I was working on my master's and I, and I eventually finished it. So, And where they had to do physical therapeutic restraints. And it's like, I became an expert at that. Uh, And being the only large male, at least at times, although they hired other people, you know, kind of as the school expanded a little bit. You know, the, the, the actual teacher is not the person who should be doing these therapeutic physical restraints, but I happened to be that guy because I was there on the bottom floor of our school building with four teachers and one male, and there was three female teachers, and I got along with all of them, but they didn't necessarily, none of them really liked me. Uh, and, I mean, really, we were just so independent. We were just four independent people. But the thing is, I always got my way, because <laughs> I was always right, <laughs> in a way, slightly in meetings and this and that. But my boss, my principal once, the real good, nice principal guy who was from whatever Lake City, Iowa, he was from. He was a nice older guy, a little older than us. So I was probably 30. That was probably, it was 30. Right before I got my, before I met my future wife at 33, 32. But he, about the age 32, he said, Brian, I think uh, you're a little, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that meeting we had, I, I, you know, I think you were kind of insultive to your other fellow teachers, and uh, I don't think you should do that anymore. And I was like, okay. See, I learned. I learned. But five years later, I am the teacher. I am the principal. I control everything about my school program and envisions of Norfolk. And I was fucking awesome. And I meet... And I get to hire all my staff. And I just say, I say to my boss, who's basically just a money manager, who happen to be, happens to be the mayor of Norfolk, too. She goes, uh, no, I tell her. I say, okay, she's the one who hired me and paid me all that money, as like I said. 
I mean, really, really supportive money-wise for me and financially, really, for me, at least at the time, like I said, for Nebraska, that's a lot of money with, with all insurance paid. That was the secret. But uh, I said, okay, you want to expand this uh, company? And I come in with, really, I had three paraprofessionals and four kids. And they were the most severe, severe behavior disorder, lower functioning, IQs of 40 to 60. And I did a goddamn good job for six months with them, and they wanted to expand. I say, hey, you, you, okay, we're a level three program in Nebraska, which is three times the regular rate. Uh, okay, we'll expand. We'll get more kids. But I want, every single time I get a new kid, I want a new staff. Okay, so she probably figures she gets $20 an hour per kid that we get, and I pay a staff $7 an hour. And we hire. And every time we got a, and that was me, I said, every time we get a kid, I want to have one-on-one -on -one staff. Because these kids are so severe. Because they, first four, Matt, Gary, and the two, two girls, it's all in my screenplay, were so severe that they lasted forever. They did. But we, but we get in one kid, another kid, another kid, and I get another staff, another staff, another staff. To where a year later, February 2002, I get to hire Celia. Celia, the story of Celia. I already told that story. It's already been recorded. It's already posted. It's already been posted. Just listen to that one. Yeah, it's on this site, I think. Yeah. But Celia was the love of my life, and at least in my heart. And I think she became a teacher, and I think she became a teacher because of me a little bit. And she was really good with kids. She was really good with those kids. She could not restrain the fuck out of any of them. In fact, one of them grabbed her hair once and pissed me off. That kid killed that oh my god it's in my screenplay too that gary kicked the other one of my other teacher's aides who became the secretary later broke her leg <laughs> kicked her leg broken jesus fucking christ i was standing right next to her if i would have just been five three seconds just slightly ahead of him i would have prevented it but i couldn't or didn't no i couldn't it, it was a crazy circumstance of course Crazy things happen. That's the thing is, there was it was like a chaos that could happen when you're managing a group of troubled kids with severe behavior problems that are setting they're setting each other off by calling each other bad words, where they all get angry and they freak out. And you got fucking four of them going off at once. You know how many staff that takes? More than four. I tell you what, because somebody's got to watch the other kids. Let them just watch cartoons for a while. <laughs> it's true. Four of them going off at once. It's like, okay, it's, and guess what? Guess who was in control? Guess who was in charge? Me. And that happened, I don't know, eight or nine times. I don't know. <laughs> still handled, still good. 
One time, one of those episodes that lasted all day was two of these buttheads. It's in all the screenplay, too, of uh, another kid I called Jerry in my screenplay. Uh, grabbed a baseball bat out of his mom's bat right after school as I'm escorting him out because he had a bad day, being restrained probably half the day. And the other kid who also had a mom outside and in the parking lot. And it's like, mostly we were in the group home kids, but occasionally be foster kids, okay? So Jerry, I call Jerry, grabs a baseball bat from outside, from behind the seat of, of, of his mom's Lexus, really, truly an SUV Lexus, grabs a baseball bat, swings it right at uh, the other kid's head, and I grab it with my right left arm. I grabbed it. Save that kid's life. Well, that was the only time I had to call the police because that was an assault outside the building, outside outside of school. So, I don't know. Uh, he, but they came back and, you know, eventually, <laughs> it's not like they became friends or anything. <laughs> I just had to separate <laughs> them <laughs> because I had enough staff to do it. Oh, and there's another time, this other kid, it's like we had a display case. That was kind of weird. Uh, this really good kid that I, I put so much, I okay, I see, I had so much expectations. I, I called it, okay, you're in a, okay, this one kid, okay, a kid, okay, he's adolescent, okay, uh, adult, pretty much a young adult, uh, older, 17 years old, maybe 16. And he was a cool, better looking, and still they got along with him really well and taught him. It was really cool, kind of, you know, they, 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 they clicked. So she was like, kind of like a lead teacher or whatever for him. And, and he goes to the high school. I'm trying to think of his name. I, I don't remember. And he wants to go to the high school. And I go, you know, because I, I got, I got another, I got a couple other kids that are going to high school part-time. That's part of the screenplay too. I got kids that are going to high school part-time because they earned it and, uh, because I, I developed it and moved that moved in those directions, and he wanted to do that, and I and it's like, uh, and he he slightly confront, and it's, it wasn't a big confrontation, but it's like he didn't understand that. Uh, how come the expectations are so much higher for me? And I go, well, you want to go to the high school, and <laughs> you can't. I mean, think about Gary. We both know about Gary, don't we? Don't you remember when Gary was laying down at the high school? on the ground right outside of uh, Johnny Carson Theater there at Norfolk High School. Johnny Carson Theater, he's laying on the ground, freaking out. And I slap him on the back and I say, get, get up, Gary, and he gets up. And nobody could do that for a fucking hour until I got there at the school, because they paged me. I go, hey, Gary, let's get up. And he got up and it was no problem. And then I, I mentioned it, I said, okay. So how come I get, why are you putting so much pressure on me and I really I wasn't putting pressure on them I just saying hey you don't get any second chances at the high school you can't fuck around with the high school um you've earned your keep here you're doing great but then one day he did really kind of go off and uh tipped over our display case with all her reward items and broke the glass it was very dramatic and I, I made Tom restrain him or something. I didn't make I said, well, shit, fuck. Tom restrained him. And then, of course, a year later, Tom killed himself. My staff, my lead staff. And that's 
2002. So he killed himself for me. He killed himself because his, he, his wife is a drug addict and he couldn't get his kid maybe. And think about those things. Like I said, all these things happened February 2002. It had to be, had to be written down. My baby was born, Madeline is the greatest ever, and Tom died, and I was with Celia, and we, we, that was February 2002, and, yeah, it's selfish, of course it's selfish, of course it's selfish, of course it's selfish, I should have just stayed with my wife, I should have just tried harder, but we just, we just didn't know we were not friends. I found out later that how much I found out years later, I found out that I really believe my ex-wife really truly loved me so much more than I ever thought. But I, I but it, but things she couldn't express it at the time. It took years later, after we were separated, divorced, for her to actually express that to me. And I didn't know it at the time. If I would have known that. But, but the thing is, there was nothing. It was. It wasn't a bad marriage. It wasn't. It just wasn't. We just weren't connected. We're, we were just not friends. We just weren't friends. I don't. I didn't know how to have a friendship really until I was like 48, 45-ish. With Marsha, my teacher next door. We became friends, but the thing is, we were teachers next door for three years, with not really hardly ever talking. And but then after three years or something, we both had a b bad breakup or something. So I don't know. We started to talk to each other, and we we actually became real friends. And and I never, I did not see her as a girlfriend. I I did kiss her, try to kiss her once or whatever. That that didn't work out. It didn't matter. We're still friends. I still have her phone number. I could call her. But I kind of hate it that Bob and and Marsha that, like I said, in my last text they didn't respond to. So, so what do I got? Once again, this is longest. This is longest uh, podcast in history. Come back to today and now, homeless Miami drunk but I got a bottle of booze but part of it is sitting next to a wall in a park but I'm hidden so if I sleep late I don't think I'll be seen by somebody who's walking their dog and it's not too cold it's not it's like 70 degrees 72 fuck it's November it's like 68 degrees it doesn't feel cold at all but Okay, so here's the plan. Plan is I got a, a, a gift card in my pocket that's already paid for Star Wars movie. It's good. I got like $6 and $7 in my pocket. I have, I think, one bottle of Starbucks coffee for myself. And I'll offer to buy my date tonight. It's Friday at 3 p.m. Some coffee at Starbucks. 
Although she seems reluctant, like I said, like I said, all it takes is one little text that might be slightly off. So I'm not sure if she's going to show up. Even though we tried to confirm it several times on plentyoffish.com, which is kind of a bullshit site now because of all the scammers. And she mentioned scammers herself. Or the other one. But then there's the other girl who's like, I don't know, fuck Hollywood. I got to go up to Hollywood, I've been there once. It takes, I got to get on the tram, I got to get on the free train, free, free bus, which will take me to the train station, and then I get on a train, and then I got to take one more bus. And then get on the train, I think, to get to Hollywood. That's fucking $10 to get to Hollywood. And it's like, oh my God, it's like, and she's the one I'm most interested in. Cause, cause not just well, kind of because of the picture, but 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 just the way we interacted, it was so cool that I it, it just seemed no, it just seemed natural and normal. That's that's the thing about me and Celia. It was just natural and normal. Now I did step over my bounds a few times, but not, I don't think it was too bad. I'm not living in the past. I'm not. I'm living for now. I'm just telling stories. I want to... Okay. Here's something different. So, fuck you. Anybody. Anybody's listening to this. I kind of want... I kind of want Adam Carolla's wife to listen to this. And uh, her her buddy on... on uh, for Crying Out Loud. I kind of want uh, her buddy from Crying Out Loud to listen. I can't remember her name. Jean... It's not Gina, it's, uh, Stra- no, it's not Strasser. Strasser was the previous one. Um, comedian, the comedian, the, the, the good look, you know, it's, uh, to me, super hot with big boobs, you know. I, I, I'm trying to remember, I can't remember it, but uh, Adam's wife's BF, or podcast friend. Shit, fuck, sorry. I totally apologize. I'm a fan. I listen to every single one of your shows. I just don't have the, your name on top of my head. Okay, so Adam Kroll's wife, I, I, I'm saying, hey, can you set me up with... No, okay, change the subject. Um, oh, yeah, you guys mentioned podcasts, like I said. So if you if you grab a hold of my podcasts, and I don't know if I'll post this. I, maybe I will. I don't know. Um... Been talking way too long. I don't know if it's still. I can check if it's still recording. Maybe it is. Gotta hit. I gotta hit my buttons. Yeah, it looks like it's still recording. Um. I, I love your show. I love your show. Um, I listen to all the Adam, everything on Adam Carolla I listen to. All the shows, the lackeys, you know, all the terms, all the shows. Dr. Drew, all the shows. I, Adam's funny to me. I don't know. I agree with him about 90% of the time, but not all the time. And it's okay. Uh, he could... Even Dr. Drew's a liberal. I'm a liberal, but I'm not a leftist, as he would say. 
and uh, I listen to your stories about your kids. What was the point? I had a point to this. Fuck. Oh, I hear the crickets too? Shit. Well, if you didn't listen to it at this point, you, you didn't anyway, so signing off. 56 minutes later.